The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. episode of the wooden spoon the wooden spoon podcast they sit down we are here with the incredibly talented the incredibly funny tammy pescatelli thanks for having me thank you so much for being on we're in the green room at helium in buffalo and tammy's doing a i'm weekend not gonna here. spank anybody with this as my mother used to your mother didn't do that to you yeah it's, I was, too little. it's funny because i go to the italian festivals all the time and people ask me, oh you're too young for that but i was kind of like on that edge of like where it was it was more of a threat really but my nana would all just haul off and hit me sometimes they didn't care no no they had no well i think they used to teach each other how to do that <laughs> right like a, yeah just hit him in the back a little scoff and botch mm-hmm. no or, one will yeah, know they, i get a shoe tossed at me a lot too you had the shoe oh yeah oh my, my grandmother never did the shoe so that's one, yeah, that's one of the questions like what's your experience with the wooden spoon so if you want to well they always had them hanging on the wall of mm-hmm. course giant ones that and the fork too and you could fork. they had a wooden spoon and a wooden okay, fork because yeah. <laughs> that completed the dining room mm-hmm. um but we used to get hit but we used to get hit with anything that was around yeah. You, I mean, it wasn't like beatings, but, you know. You get, mouthed off, then you got hit with the remote. A loaf of bread, <laughs> the remote, whatever was around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just whatever, whatever. My father threw an orange at me <laughs> once and hit me in the back of the head. He didn't mean, now that one was a rough one, because, you know, yeah. you just, I said something smart and turned around, yeah. and then he had the orange, <laughs> and he was peeling the orange, and then he just threw it in there and bang it out. My no was making, um, making sauce. We had tomatoes from the garden. My my cousin and I got into like a tomato fight one time. No way, in the house? In the, in the basement. It oh was like a bar God. set up in the basement. Sure, well the basement, the yeah. second kitchen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, what was I gonna say? So growing up, were you always kind of like funny and like mouthing off and kind of like, a, almost like the class clown figure? Like, no, I wasn't the class clown mm-hmm. because I know I was afraid of my parents, but I was always <laughs> very sarcastic. Yeah. Always, super sarcastic. I think that comes from growing up in an Italian mm-hmm. family. Like when people, I watch shows like Nick Cannon has that uh, show where they do that little roasting, the wild and out, uh, yeah. out, and they go, you know, they they roast each other a mm-hmm. little bit, kind of. And I'm like we did that all the time. <laughs> like you, you couldn't have a Sunday yeah. dinner. There was always something, you know. We had the one uncle that would get so drunk he'd pee himself, <laughs> you know, and sit around <laughs> drinking his own homemade wine. Mm-hmm. The relatives would come from Italy and smuggle cheese in the country. <laughs> like now, now they, you know, INS had come and get oh, them yeah, or yeah. whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, we all had had those crazy mm-hmm. stories. And I had I I grew up in a family that I wasn't first generation. I was second mm-hmm. generation. But my grandparents never really spoke English mm-hmm. till the day they died. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, how did that like help? Did that like all like help you get into comedy? What was like the moment where you're like, all right, I'm gonna become a stand-up comedian well I'll tell you what happened first of all I'll never forget when I did say I was gonna be a stand-up my grandfather was still alive and I called him and like, Papa I'm gonna I'm gonna be a stand-up and he said 
are you a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> like he thought all female comedians oh were lesbians. God, so and it was so cute, a lesbian. I'm like, that is the sweetest, like, sounds like something you shouldn't get wet after midnight. Like, you know, it was so, like, no, I'm not coming out. I'm going up. Like, it's not, you know? It was so oh, cute. That's so funny. It's it's a no. It's okay. I no care. I love you. Oh, I love you. That's so sweet. I love you. It's uh, funny because uh, with Italian like um Italian parents, they'll like at first they they just want you to be safe and secure, but like after a while, it's like undying support. Was that? Uh, yes and no. Yes and uh, no. It just depends on who. He, mm. he was pretty amazing. Mm. Everybody else in my family was predicting horrific mm. failure. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> they they just want. I think. Well, I grew up on comedy. Um, not in the house, though. That's a funny thing. In the house, it was always kind of gloom and doom because they're always waiting. Don't say, don't say a compliment. You'll get the Malloy. You can make yeah. it a thing. You know, <laughs> don't say that. Don't do. Don't don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Like if if you like you went on a scratch off. No say nothing. No say. No say. No telling the people. Mm -hmm. The people they're gonna want the money. They're gonna think we yeah. got the money. Do you still kind of almost have some of that still to this day? I have a little I, I bit of it. I had that a little bit too. I went to therapy to deprogram <laughs> all that out of it. And then I happened to, it's funny, I deprogrammed all of that out. Mm -hmm. And then I met my husband and married him and his family is worse than mine ever was because yeah, he's first generation. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. And they're 10 times worse. Like I grew up in the family that, you know, they just cared what society, Italian people don't, will give the best piece of meat to the stranger. Yep. And the kids will be eating pasta and beans in the back, yeah, you know. But this, the, right? <laughs> but this, this stranger gets a steak. Mm -hmm. Most people don't do that. Like they take for them, they feed their family first, yep. and you know, and everybody they cared about everything. They, that's why everybody had to have clean. Everything had to be clean mm -hmm. all the time. And everybody was a Bhutan, <laughs> and I, I wasn't allowed to spend the night over this one's house because she was a Bhutan. Don't go over there. <laughs> I'm like, Ma, she's not. She's six. Like, how are you? <laughs> she'd be, we're not. You know. That's funny. But you still bring a lot of that into your comedy, like, today? Yeah, I mean... Because I listen to um, a lot of your stuff, and it's like, there's, like, hints at it, too, but which it all, like, kind of comes together. Well, I'll tell you what happened to me. Early on, it's all I talked about. Because mm -hmm. it's all I knew. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. All I could talk about was my family. They mm -hmm. say, talk about something that you know. So... That's what I would talk about. Then I did this show, Last Comic Standing, mm -hmm. and that was the year they had like 18 million viewers and it blew up and everybody, and people were saying to me, um, well, it was weird because they kind of on that show edited me, because Sopranos was very popular then, okay. and they kind of edited me to look like a walking meatball. Like <laughs> as if anything I was saying was like, hey, beat, 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 beat. And that's part of me, but that's not who I am mm -hmm. all the way. And, um, so I had a manager at the time was like, yeah, you should probably back up from the Italian stuff a little mm -hmm. bit. So I did. And then, then my friend Sebastian mm -hmm. comes flying in and sells out Madison Square Garden with it. So mm -hmm. it's a weird thing. Like, you know, I mean, I am who I am. It's never going to go mm -hmm. away, but it's not all, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a neat idea. It, it's sad to me too, because... I want to talk about it because that culture is going away. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. You know, we were a culture that had a lot of depth and mm -hmm. and a lot of you know. My husband, as my husband said, that you know, we have all the best. He go, he's a comic too, and he goes, mm -hmm. we have the best. I'm quoting Luca Polanca's joke. <laughs> uh, 
is that Italian people have the best clothes, the mm -hmm. best, the best art, the best cars, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he goes, the best athletes, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it so funny. So that's funny. So um, your husband's also an Italian comic. Well, he's more of an actor. Like he really used to get cast in things okay. to act. But yes, he's a stand-up. We, that's cool. we, I didn't meet him in comedy. Mm -hmm. um, I met him through a completely separate group of friends, but he was part of the circle that I was friends okay. with at the comedy store. I oh, knew cool. of him. Mm -hmm. Myself, Sebastian, Brett Ernst, John Caparulo, just, Mike I Marino. Just, I was just listening to you on uh, Joey Diaz, too. Joey Diaz, mm -hmm. Rogan, we were all... That's so cool. Yeah, that mm -hmm. we were all part of that group, but I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. I, I met him through... I lived in a stripper colony, and I <laughs> met him through, like, a weird... Yeah, that's, I mean, weird stuff that would never happen. You know what my grandmother would have done if she knew I lived yeah, next door? She'd have made me move, for mm -hmm. sure. She wouldn't have even that's let me live I, there. If I told my mom where I was driving today, like right now, she'd be worried about Right? Always something. Call me mm -hmm. when you get there. Mm -hmm. You're going to be asleep. Why am I calling you? <laughs> I know. She'll still stay up till 3, 4 in the morning sometimes, and I'm sure it'll never go away. That's so sweet. Mm -hmm. That's good, though. Yeah, I'm sure. that way with my son. I mean, he's 11. Son? And I'm going to be just as crazy yeah. and just, you know, I mean. Do you see yourself okay. almost like kind of becoming your parents in a way? Like with some of their like tendencies? Some, you know, the protective level. I'm way cooler than my yeah. mother ever was. <laughs> I think I get it a little bit more. Um, but I see what, you know, they, it was good values. It was good family things, you know, like. I make sure that he knows family first, family mm -hmm. first, family first, and that's I think something that's, that's big important. that my family, like right before I came here, I had dinner. Just my dad and my sister were the only ones home, so we ate dinner get together, and that's the traditions we always pass. Yeah, we'll that's pass important. And then it also depends. Like, my parents didn't do it with my youngest brother. Mm -hmm. Like they did. I guess I don't know what happened over time. Like, maybe because he was the youngest. And he like goes with whatever girl he's with, their family, and it drives me crazy. And I'm like, my son can't do that, I only have one. Mm -hmm. So if he goes with the girl, I guess I'm gonna have to go too. So <laughs> if you go to your girlfriend's house, you better make sure she has That's room funny. for mm -hmm. your dad and I. That's so funny. So back to like the comedy, so like, um, what, when did you like start like making stand up a career? Oh, I'm sorry, never. So um, I wanted to be an actress. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. I did all the plays and stuff in high school. And I went to my guidance counselor in high school. And I said, I want to be an actress. And I grew up in a small suburb of Cleveland. And she said, um, you're from here. No one from here has ever been on TV. Mm -hmm. She's like, if you want to be on TV, you're going to have to rob a bank. And she said it in like a serious way, not like mm -hmm. a joke. And it crushed me. But I love stand-up. And like Eddie Murphy's having a comeback. Mm -hmm. He was my guy. Like I, he was I, like your one inspiration. I had every single one of his tapes. I wasn't allowed to either. Yeah. Um, so I snuck him in the house <laughs> and went in the closet with like a sleeping bag over my head and was listening really That's quietly. So right? <laughs> yeah, I can quote any Eddie Murphy thing. And um, and so I'm I loved a big it. Delirious and Eddie Murphy raw. Thing. Oh well, then you should time. listen to his very first album. Eddie Murphy, okay. where he talks about his family living with his grandmother and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's hysterical. Mm -hmm. um, but so I guess I got sarcasm there. And then my parents moved when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And I had broken up with my high school boyfriend. It, we, we dated all the way through college and stuff. And I didn't know anybody. I was 21, and I'm living in a strange town. And they had a funny bone. Mm -hmm. And I went to the funny bone 
and got a job as a waitress because I was only supposed to be there for the summer because mm -hmm. I was supposed to be a fashion design uh, major. And I thought, I'll see comedy and mm -hmm. I'll make some money and maybe have some friends. Well, a woman came through the second week and she was a house, she was an MC, not a house mm -hmm. MC, she was an MC. And all of a sudden it was like, wait a second, women do this? When she was young, she was kind of like a little bit older than mm -hmm. me. And um, I was like, I'm as funny as she is. Mm. And I, in my big mouth, went home and I was like, <laughs> I'm that funny. And my brother goes, yeah, right. And my other brother bet me $50 that I wouldn't go on stage oh, for the awesome. open mic. And that was it. Open mic night. They Two weeks later, they had um, sponsored by radio station. The radio station asked me to do the morning show the next wow. week. I was the co-host on the morning show. The host left, it became my show, I got a co-host, I became the house MC at night, and you know, I met comics, I would have them on my show, mm -hmm. do something similar to what you're doing now, except it was radio. And then when I left, I quit, and I went to work 42 weeks in a year, the first year as an MC, because mm -hmm. I went with comics like Dom Irera, uh, who, amazing comics, or D.L. Hughley, or George Lopez, who helped mm -hmm. me very much. That's so great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna wrap up soon because we you got a show. Yeah, no, we're no, staying no. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, 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 it's fine. Um, just so what are we gonna are we gonna see anything like, like family related on stage? Oh my god, today? this is. <laughs> it's no espresso. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, always. That's all I talk about. Mm -hmm. Really, is my family, but in different directions. And now my mother-in-law is crazier than my grandparents ever could be. And my mother-in-law oh, awesome. doesn't think that I'm Italian. <laughs> because I'm not from Bari. That's where they're from, Mola de Bari, my husband's family, okay? We're Sicilian. Mm -hmm. They treat Sicilians as if we're, and you're Nabladan, so that's different, right? Is that um, where you're from? Kind of Nabladan. My mom's like from in between Rome and Naples. Okay. And my dad's Sicilian. So wait, what well, is Sicilian, we, not Italian, I'm sure. Are you guys Sicilian, Sicilian not, I, we, not Italian? Well, it's a weird thing. So, right. Yeah. So, my, my mother in law, and there's a. Who's the comic out of um, out of Canada that's so funny? He's my friend Frank Spadone. He does a mm -hmm. thing about how, like the Barres and the Molays, they have a different dialect. They sound mm -hmm. like like a New Orleans Cajun, <laughs> and I can understand mm -hmm. a lot of Italian, but my mom, they sound like idiots. <laughs> she, <laughs> she thinks that I'm bad because I don't cook, yeah, but I, I do. I don't cook because my husband's a better cook, not because mm -hmm. I can't. You know. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and she's a lunatic. My, I love my mother-in-law, but, you know, mm. she's crazy, and, and I married into crazy, and I came from crazy. and That's so awesome. You know, well, I'm excited to see it all end up on stage. And you'll have to it. see. Take a look. I'm hoping to, at some point, revamp that show that I did, A Stand-Up Mother, because uh, it was about me being a wife, a mother, and a comedian, mm -hmm. and uh, moving to a small town to raise my son. And my mother-in-law became like the star of it. Everybody awesome. loved Rosie. Everybody thought it was fake, mm -hmm. the stuff that she oh, did. Yeah. And it was all true, all true, <laughs> all based on true stories. That's awesome. Well, um, we'll wrap it up then. Um, anything that you want to plug, dates, anything like that? Uh, if you can't afford Sebastian, come see me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you guys for watching episode one of the sit down. Um, everything's in the description about um, t-shirts, up, we got the upcoming show with Anthony Rodia and um, talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. No, thank you for it. having me. I appreciate it. Thank you.
Pusher's here. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hamsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think they they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.